Good morning, Chairperson. Uh, I think Mr. Basmangani is chairing. I'm not sure. Can you just check with him, please? I'll take care. I know, sir. Hi, uh, members, welcome. I gather that the co-chairs got difficulties over uh, load shedding. Uh, so, colleagues, um, you got the report yesterday, I think between 4.30 and 5 sometime, uh, which is slightly earlier than usual. And we thank the staff for putting the draft together. The two chairs worked on various proposals that we had submitted on Sunday and yesterday to them. Uh, so, you know, normally what we do is that um, we invite the stakeholders to make submissions uh, on their own behalf on what they think should go into the report. And um, uh, um, many of them have, not all presumably, have submitted it. And that's covered in the first part of the report. Uh, now, what we normally do is ask as an end block. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Hello. Yes. Hello. Good morning. Sorry, am I having an echo? No, it was coming from nothing. No, you don't. Can you speak to Mr. Njadu offline and tell him the echo is on his side? If the echo is on my side, Noxie, will you please chair? Okay. No, no, um, it's, you, you're fine. You're fine, you, Yunus. You're fine. Okay, fine. All right. But as I said, because Joe's not available, if something happens, can you please chair? At the moment, we don't have uh, outage here, so I should be fine. Okay, so colleagues, uh, basically, uh, I'll, I'll just rush through the pages, or better still, Will somebody put the hand up? I mean, before we come to observations and recommendations, have anybody got, there are some grammatical glitches and so on, which I also picked up. But you see, Mr. the team at ATC corrects that when we don't pick them up. So, uh, 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 you know, but if you have picked them up, can we start then very quickly uh, from pages one right through to, uh, I think it is 
30, 20, it's about seven pages from the end, section five, which will be pages, uh, what are we, sorry, I wasn't expecting you to share, so I didn't, um, yeah, up to page, uh, recommendations uh, made by stakeholders have been put into a, a block, which I think is a very good idea on page 19. And then we come to uh, our own recommendations as a committee and observations. And that's from page 23. No, sorry, that's page, uh, sorry, page 25. Up till there, can you refer to the page number, uh, the, the line or, or, or where about on the page and what changes you want to make? So I'm looking for hands up. Because that's just covering what the stakeholders said, right? And we had two sittings with them last week. You can, if there are technical or grammatical changes, you can always come back. It's not a big deal. And submit it to the team. Okay. The secretaries of both committees. In that case, I go on to uh, five. Uh, as far as the first two paragraphs leading into five, one, any comments? I'm looking for hands up, there aren't. You can always slide in verbally uh, if you want to, if you don't get around to putting your hand up. 5.1, uh, 5.11, any changes? Nope. 5.12, nope. 5.13, can we get to 5.13 uh, colleagues from the secretaries? Ah, Willie? Yes, Willie, which one, which point? Morning, Dennis. Eunice, uh, thank you. On 513, I think it's very important just to note that what the committee said that was that the committee notes the government's commitments, uh, commitment to creating a conducive environment for the economy to grow. I think it's very important that we utter the uh, sentiments of the president's, uh, president there by saying in order for the private sector to grow, because that is why government uh, wants uh, a conducive environment for the economy to grow as well is to uh, have the private sector to grow. Thank you. Comments from others? Any hands up? Fine, everybody's okay with that. Next one, 514, 515, 516. 517. Uh, in and Alan, will you guide me, right? And Tebo, she's here uh, on whether there's any uh, person's hand up. Or you can jot in verbally if it comes to it. As I said, 518, 5.2, 5.21, 5.22, 5.23. Yeah, I've got Mr. Vessels. Yes, yes, Mr. Vessels. Thank you, uh, Chairperson. Chairperson, I just think we should maybe include in 5.2.2, um, but maybe we should then just um, make it a separate point with regards to the fuel levy that we just also welcome the fact that there is a um, attempt and a plan to restructure the fuel price um, and that uh, we um, uh, 
would recommend that that be done um, with haste. Uh, okay, somebody's got a comment here in the chat line. Uh, what is it now? Uh, support. I have no idea what Dennis is supporting. Uh, so he let us know. All right, any comments about uh, Mr. Vessel's input? No? Okay, fine. It's accepted then. Uh, Tutoy, Mr. Tutoy, funny? I second, Jim. Yeah, well, fine. You know, there's no like formal seconding unless there's an objection, but fine. Okay, the next one then is five to four. I think I'm right. In five to four. Uh, Mr. Vessels, are you still up with your hand or are you lowering it? It's a new hand, Chairperson. Good. What's your Thank point? You, Chair. Chairperson, the, the last sentence of 5.2.3. I have a problem with, and I think it's it's a contradictio with uh, 5.4.5 that's later in the report. Because in 5.4.5, we are concerned about the fact that government does not have contingent um, reserves to, um, to mitigate for unforeseen circumstances. But in 5.2.3, we say that we are actually worried about the fact that private businesses have um, any um, type of uh, of reserves, savings, and I don't think that's that's a correct uh, um, stance to have. Um, a lot of private businesses use their savings to invest um, in infrastructure and so forth, and uh, I, I don't think that's a correct uh, stance to to have there. Uh, comments from colleagues? Any hands up? Mr. Masongani, uh, Yeah, Masongani, Mr. Masongani. Go ahead, please, Koche. Uh, thanks, Chairperson. I'm not sure whether you have passed 5.23 because I wanted to make a comment. No, you can go for it. Yeah, sorry, Chairperson. We have a lot shedding this side of uh, Limpopo. So, uh, my Wi-Fi is gone, so I have to get a phone here to connect. On 5.23, on the reduction of uh, 1% uh, uh, CIT, <laughs> the question is, uh, reducing the, 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 the corporate income tax uh, to encourage uh, investment, is it born out of uh, evidence? Uh, has Treasury done some homework in this regard? Because as we speak, uh, there is uh, an increase in the outflow of money uh, to offshore investments, uh, which has grown at an alarming rate, according to the uh, South African Reserve Bank, uh, even where uh, the income tax has not been increased. Uh, has the Treasury done some homework in this regard? Uh, because the expectation is that you reduce the CIT and in return we'll see the investors private investors investing in a, in a, in a big way um, so that it should be a mutual way of doing things. It should not just be government must create a conducive environment for business to do work, I mean, uh, make profits. But in return, the very same uh, private sector does not invest in the economy. It takes money offshores and invests somewhere else. Thanks, Chair. Yeah, in a way, you're replying to Mr. Vessels. Anybody else wants to say anything else? 
Nope. Uh, Mr. Vessels, the way I understand it, there isn't necessarily a contradiction. I think Mr. Maswangani has replied, the co-chair. I think uh, if it's agreeable to the majority, I think after five to three, we find an appropriate wording along the lines that we note that. Uh, however, comma, something like, look, I'm thinking off the hoof. I don't know if anybody's got uh, wordings that they've got, got to offer, but something like, however, uh, the committee or the majority in the committee uh, uh, is concerned that it doesn't necessarily follow that if the corporate tax is reduced, that that money goes into uh, productive investment. Something like that. Uh, uh, I gather that Istam Hube is also having problems. So between Zakele as the other content advisor, the committee secretaries, Poppy and Antonio, can they look at these drafts and fine tune them? But that's a basic sense. To, to, to add to the point, um, uh, Mr. Vessels, there is a lot of work done as far as I know, and Business Day also raises this issue, although it gives its arguments, that a large amount of money uh, is, the word used by a lot of commentators, is hoarded by the private sector. They don't invest anywhere near uh, what... Uh, an average uh, uh, business sector would. But of course, Mr. Vessels, they will argue, as presumably you will agree, they don't feel secure enough. They feel there's no certainty around electricity and infrastructure and policy and so on. But that there is a very high level of money that's not being invested, I would have thought, Mr. Vessels, is reasonably credible the only issue is whether it's justified or not, and we'll defer according to political parties. Um, yeah, I see your point, Mr. Vessels. We're having this argument. Ben, you are right to raise it, and I thank you for doing so, but I don't think it's going to win the majority, but you are free to continue to argue your case if you want, and others can reply. I see Noxie speaking. Let's have Noxie and let's have uh, Mr. Sarupin. Mr. Sarup, which committee is Mr. Sarupan in? Uh, maybe he'll tell us when he, he, he speaks. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah, Noxi. Yeah, thank you so much, Cheche. Uh, I think uh, we need to agree, in as far as 5.2.3 is concerned, that uh, indeed lowering the CIT will not. Uh, necessarily lower the investment. But, Chair, uh, I think at that point you sufficiently covered in your, in your, in your argument. But, Chair, because I, I, I was thrown out of the platform earlier on, I, I wanted to comment on 5.1.3 if we have not as yet commented on it. Uh, we'll come back to that. Why don't you, yeah, Noxi, just one quick thing. Uh, okay. Of course, if, if you were excluded, it's not your fault. In any case, nothing stops anybody, not just you raising that point, even at the end. There's no problem. Let's just finish this one. We'll come back to you immediately after this. So on 5.2.3, uh, somebody else had their hand up. Who was it? Willie. And then Mr. Uh, Asho Sarupan after that. Then they will come back to you on the other point, which is fine, Noxi. Quickly come, uh, who's not Willie, and then Asho, Asho. 
Thank you, Yunus. Yeah, Yunus, I, I agree with Mr. Vessels on this. On the one yeah. hand, the government is asking for saying that they might not have sufficient uh, savings. Uh, we might just reword it 5.2.3 to say that uh, companies that have more than sufficient uh, domestic savings are, can be encouraged. Uh, I saw in the chat group that Mr. Vessels also said that is why certain businesses survived 2020 and did not share jobs. It is very important for private companies in these uncertain times. I mean, if you look at Ukraine and the effect that that might have on our economy and on our private companies, the savings that they've got might just be the savings that carry them through uh, during this time. So I think we must be very careful in, in wording that. Thank you. Hi, uh, Mr. Sarupan. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. Just to clarify, I'm a member of the National Assembly Committee, um, and I've replaced Mr. Hill Lewis. Apologies for the video, oh, but yeah, I'm right. battling load shedding. There you go. Thank you. Okay. I just want to support Mr. Vessels, and I think that in this debate that we are having, mini debates, there's one key point that's missing, and that is we have quite a strict exchange exchange controls regime in the country. So to argue that you know we've got firms who profit here in South Africa, and then take their profits all overseas is an inaccuracy. What we do have is very open financial markets where foreign investors can invest in the JSE, not in necessarily in fixed capital investments and repatriate that easily. So it's not as simple as, as the argument that's being made here. I do think Mr. Vessel's point is well made that um, the, the reason why we don't have more investment is because of low le levels of business confidence. And surely we can find a compromise that says that, you know, the committee recommends that the state should take measures to increase business confidence. Surely we can meet each other halfway here. Thanks, Chair. Okay, who's next uh, on this very matter? Joe, you're coming back. Co-Chair? Co-Chair Masongani is coming back, yes? Yes, I want to rebut what Mr. Sarupen is saying. We are arguing this on the basis of the evidence that we have from the South African Reserve Bank. We are not just making uh, wild allegations. It has been founded because the Reserve Bank is the uh, institution that is responsible for monitoring money going out of the country and money coming out into the country. So we have the, the evidence to argue uh, in this regard. I wanted to clear that because I, I heard him saying that it is inaccurate. So that evidence is empirical. Thanks, Chair. Yeah, to be fair, uh, you know, it's also in the business day and so on, the paper which largely represents the interests and needs of, of the business. It's not like a major, we may defer about its significance. Look, uh, as is the norm and the rules of parliament, and it's frankly, instead of there, in case there are new members who don't know this, nothing stops the DA from sending us a few lines, and we can put it in the DA, however, uh, 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 and the FF uh, have this position, the two or three lines. We can put it at the end. We've done it before. We've done it since 1999 when the then speaker pointed out that we don't have a minority report, but we should give some latitude for people who feel strongly about a policy difference. It's a policy difference, but also it's a difference of empirical understanding. Mine is with the co-chair, not because he's a co-chair or he's in my party, but that's what I see. And that's the way I understand how capital works. But we can defer with the DA and Freedom Front. We're not going to agree. We can continue the debate, or we can choose to get uh, from you, Mr. Basil, so three lines on this, and show it to the DA and get it to us by 2 o'clock. 
and send it to the committee secretaries. We'll send it on to the chairs and we look at it and send you back uh, what we're putting in. So I suggest that unless there's another way, uh, yeah, funny, I would imagine you would support uh, Mr. Vessels. No, that's fine. But if you want to continue the debate, I mean, your hands. I mean, I'm just cheering here. You know, if you want to continue, it's fine. But we're not going to agree. It's a policy difference. Previously, we've dealt with this policy difference where we give a certain measure of expression to differences of point of view. This is a multi-party democracy uh, and so on. In any event, what usually happens is the parties that raise these issues, the majority party agrees and then they won't vote on the report. Although, as I understand it, the DA is more empathetic to this budget than ever it's been in fiscal framework. But there we are. Are you fine? Can we move on? Right, let's go to Noxie. You wanted to raise five, what's what, 513? Noxie, hope we haven't lost you. No, I'm still here, Chip, but you can yeah, pass me. Yeah, 513, you wanted to change something, yeah. Yes, on 513, I wanted us to tone down on the area where we are saying that um, the, the economic recovery is highly dependent on economic reforms. Just wanted us to tone that down because this is not necessarily the case, but rather we could put it as being partly dependent, not highly. Thank you, Chair. Thanks, Maxi. Any responses? Dennis? I strongly disagree with that comment, Chair, and I think that uh, it's been stated several times over that unless there are proper economic reforms in this country and policy certainty, uh, we've got no chance of recovery. Um, and that's not a comment coming from any member of this committee or a political party that's been widely stated by uh, uh, people in the know, including people from Treasury. Thank you, Chair. Uh, I see Mr. Vessels and the co-chair. Thank you, Chairperson. I also disagree. I think uh, it's it's not a point that we can debate, that it is dependent, and I would not um, want us to add uh, some kind of uh, phrase that makes it partially dependent. Um, if if the majority um, wants a change there, then then I would um, then then I would compromise on just removing the word highly and leaving dependent, uh, but not adding any other phrase and just making it dependent um, on timely and successful implementation of economic reforms. Thank you, Co-Chair. Uh, thank you, Chair. Uh, I think we must be very careful when uh, we add uh, adjectives in a, in a report because uh, they can convey a different meaning to what we want to convey to the public. So the moment we use highly and all these things, it might also be misleading. It's either as Noxy as uh, recommended and uh, or you use the, the term relatively. But just to say highly as if there are no other options I think that will be misleading. I think we should get a, a proper adjective, as uh, Noxi has uh, recommended, and uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, put it in our in our final report. Okay. Any other takers? No. Mr. Vessels, quickly, please. Yes, go ahead. Listen, no. Then, then I would argue that we leave the adjective completely and we just say dependent. 
Um, we don't add any other adjective. What do others say? I would settle for that, Chair, if we remove time. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Now speaking, I was chairing then, now speaking as an individual, which I'm entitled to do uh, as an ordinary member of this committee. Uh, I just think one of the difficulties about this wording, and, I, and as a co-chair, I, I, I take responsibility because I saw this yesterday and I, I just let it pass. But uh, you see, what we have to be clear about also, I think what may be influencing us partly on the wording here is what exactly do we mean by successful implementation of economic reforms? Let's agree. We disagree on what economic reforms are. We talk of structural reforms, right? Some parties might argue reduce um, labor costs to minimum, deregulate substantially, uh, and so on and so on, right? Uh, privatize uh, key services, electricity, water, and so on. Those are structural economic reforms, right? Somebody else might mean by structural reforms, not least in sections of the ANC, but no, structural reforms mean a fundamental restructuring of the economy in the interests of the poor and disadvantaged, changing the relations of production and so on and so on. So we would have a variety of differences in what we mean by successful implementation of economic reforms, which is what I think reinforces, reinforces the case that uh, Ms. Abrahams and the co-chair make, because we are not clear what that means. And we don't agree, and we won't agree. I mean, if we all agreed, we'll be in the same party on what are the necessary economic reforms. Maybe Noxie's compromise and uh, Mr. Vessels might do is dependent. But, you know, my own view is that it's not just dependent on economic reforms. It's dependent on capacity to implement. It's dependent on a whole lot of other considerations about the application of a strategy, uh, you know, practical implementation of that strategy, a program, a consultation with civil society, labor unions and management working together. There's a variety of different considerations, really. So I, I really think that sentence with uh, ultimately the co-chairs, we take responsibility because we go through this report before we send it out so that we see that it uh, covers what we covered in the two sessions last week. But there we are. Next is then uh, we were, let's go down again where we left off. And can somebody help me here? We're at uh, five to four, I think. Am I right? It was five to three, the last one. Yeah, five to four now. Yeah, five to four colleagues. Anything there? No, five to five. Nothing? Five to four, child, but Miss Abraham. Yeah, Miss Abraham. Not say. Yes. Yes, Chair. No, no, I just wanted to to, to check uh, when it comes to 5.2.4 uh, on the work that is that is being done by SARS, uh, whether we we getting any returns from the private sector. Um in, in as far as this is concerned. And um, just also to, to, to
to make a reminder that we are also here making a recommendation that concerns another committee, which is appropriation. Thank you, Chair. Yeah, on the procedure, you know, we do this all the time. Uh, the second point you're making, it's there elsewhere on the BIG grant. We don't say we recommend. We say we recommend they consider. So we can soften the wording. What is it? Needs most suggest. We suggest that the extent considers. It's even softer. It says both things, Doxy. Considers and suggests. Because of the overlap between, you'll recall we discussed this a few uh, years ago, uh, and again in this term, that because there's an overlap and because people appear before this committee, some things we refer explicitly to appropriations to actually uh, decide on others because they overlap with the fiscal framework. We simply ask, as we've done on BIG and other things, whenever it comes to appropriations, the actual allocation of money, we don't do that. But we have been recommending, if you want to change that format, fine, but this is the way we've been doing it. As for your first part, what do you want to add to the first sentence, five to four? Is there any specific proposal you've got? I'll come back at the end. I'll come back at the end. But the second part, if we remove that, just remember, we're going to remove a whole lot of stuff. There's another four of them that we've got like that. Remember, our wording is very soft. It says, uh, we agreed on this last week, Friday, as I understood it, uh, and suggests that the committee considers. It's not obliged to do it. No, okay. Yeah, we always worried, like, we ask them to consider. Like, there are some things you'll remember, just as a matter of procedure for new members. What we do is, there are certain things we cannot prescribe to the executive. Like, when we come down to those cars, we can't prescribe to them that they do those cars. We've consulted on that issue, right? So we say they must consider it and encourage people and so on. But the first part, yes, of course, you know, that's not a method or approach. That can be changed at any time before we vote. All right, then five to five. Anything there, colleagues? Nope. Five to six? Five oh, to five, yes. sir. Yeah, yes, Comrade Chair. Yes, Comrade Chair. Five to five, right there towards the end, that uh, we recommend National Treasury and SARS to meet stakeholders within three months. Do we, as a parliament, have to prescribe uh, even the time frame to uh, the executive wing of government? as to when they should do certain things like a meeting, or we have to say that uh, within a reasonable time frame, uh, they should meet those stakeholders. Um, as you have been saying that, uh, like we are going to recommend on the issue of the cars, uh, we, we put the statement in such a way that it's not like it's an instruction, you do this or else you have violated uh, the law. Uh, uh, do we have to be exact in terms of saying three months or it should be as soon as possible or within a, a reasonable time frame so that we are not seen to be overreaching to, to the executive. Uh, but uh, others maybe might interpret it differently. Back to you, Chan. Uh, okay, I see Dennis's hand up. Are you responding to this, Dennis? Yes, please, if I may. And I see Dikilady responding and then Noxie here. Yeah. Yeah, Chair, you, you know, the Constitution is quite clear and, and, and the, the separation of powers uh, says that we have oversight over the executive. Um, 
the comments that came that emanated out of the discussions in committee were quite clear that uh, Treasury had made a half-hearted attempt to meet with certain people uh, and that there hadn't been much conclusion and no follow-up, etc. I think that on that basis, uh, a, a stronger comment is required. And I don't think that the timeline that we've given is unreasonable. You know, if you can't have a meeting with someone in the next three months, then either need to to have a, a diary management training session or you need to employ more staff, uh, you know, or we'll learn how to delegate. So I think the time frame is reasonable. I don't think there's any need to change that at all. Thank you, Chair. Uh, Dikilady and then Nokhi. Thank you, Chair, uh, and good morning. Chair, I, uh, I'm not uh, having a problem or want to argue in terms of the time frame itself. Uh, and and do our oversight. Recording in progress. The institution. We are saying this is what we recommend should be done because we see the agency of it and the need, the importance of that to be done. Thank you, Chair. Noxie. Yes, Chair, I'm covered by uh, Honorable oh. Masangu on this one. Unfortunately, we have to differ with the co-chair and uh, agree with uh, the, 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 the DA on this. Thank you, Chair. We need the time frames. Yeah. Just to remind members, especially new members, we, we often do this. We do put time frames. Remember, it's not legally binding. It's not a law. But we do it because then they report back. Now, I know on the National Assembly side, you meet with the Treasury and SARS once every four, three months. So the next quarterly report. Sometimes you've said the next quarterly report, they must report back. Uh, the other problem, colleagues, just to remind you. See, we have some people who come to the public hearings and keep repeating the same issues, right? And sometimes it's on behalf of a cluster of people or a class or category of people. Uh, say of taxpayers or whatever, who all have VAT refund issues. And sometimes it's their own issue presented as representing a constituency of taxpayers. Whatever it is, we can't keep going back to the issue. And I think you, you know what we're talking about, given the experiences of the last two hearings. So we said, okay, meet these guys and sort it out. Elsewhere, we also say it. So that we don't, and when the persons come back and raise that issue, as you'll recall, we dealt with the gentleman that passed away. He said, no, it's closed now. So that's the idea. But, you know, we can always say within a reasonable time, that's a reasonable thing to say, or within four months, but it seems three months is fine. But nothing stops us from saying within four months, within a reason. But putting that thing down is something that we have been doing for a very long time. Five to six, that's straightforward, right? Five to seven. 
Yeah, yeah, we're dealing with a broader issue. So again, people don't keep coming back and plugging the same thing. Then on expanded issues, 531, 532, I don't see any hands coming up, right? So the committee secretary, 533, 534, we're on 54 debt, deficit and borrowing, 541. Oh, okay. Mr. Vessel, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Chair, uh, 534. Yeah. Um, could we perhaps add at the end that we recommend that provisions are included in the public procurement bill to prioritise local uh, procurement? That is there in the bill, right? We should be careful about linking it. I have to raise this because I've done some homework between Friday and now. Uh, and um, you see, the cars issue is very complex. Uh, we did some work. And if I recall correctly, uh, you know, this matter of check falls under trade and industry. But I think you're probably in that committee anyway. And we should add further with the Minister of Finance, Minister of Trade, Industry and Competition and the Presidency. And uh, I think we have to be very careful. Let me give you an example, right? That was drawn to my attention. So somebody said to me, oh, okay, you own a Toyota, right? So what? How do you know your Toyota is even assembled here? So I pointed out it's a Corolla, and he said, yes, Corolla is assembled here, but other parts of Toyota are not. And it's explained to me, which I know, of course, but it hit me quite hard, that you, you can't just say to members, and you see, there's a big distinction here. Uh, uh, I think we must add the civil service. I think I've got it there. I must check whether it's been done. But the problem is that in, in, in exactly what happens when you buy the car, unless you choose otherwise, it's not your car. So say you get removed. Then the next minister or deputy minister takes over that car. When it comes to members of parliament, each member of parliament chooses his or her own car or their car, and then they, 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 they keep it if they lose their seat or whatever, right? But that doesn't mean we shouldn't encourage. Now, on the public procurement thing, once you put it into the bill about cars, they won't agree to it in any case. Legally, you can't do that. But on local procurement, as far as I know, it's there. I mean, I think what you could do is write, or, or maybe the secretary could write to, 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 to Treasury and uh, uh, ask them to do that. When the public hearings occur, you can raise that. I think that is part of the whole thing. But you're right. We're agreeing with you. It's just that it's not something you can insert here easily. Uh, I see the co-chair's hands up. Sorry. Uh, thank you, Chair. Uh, I agree with you that uh, the sentence should include the Minister of Trade, Industry, and Competition because that is his uh, uh, competence. But I say here uh, we are restricting our recommendations to executive uh, members. Uh, executive, as far as I know, I think deputy ministers and ministers combined, are they not around 70? So we make a recommendation on uh, buying 70 cars. Well, why don't we talk about the uh, government uh, fleet, which is much bigger and will make an impact? Because I see here, I was saying the president is to encourage members of the executive. And it's a small number. It won't make any big impact in terms of what we want to achieve. But if you look at the government fleet, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big volume and it will achieve what we are intending. So unless I have to be given a background uh, uh, to what is being recommended other than what I'm raising now, 
thank you, Chair. Yeah, I know you're right. Uh, what we could do is just expand that sentence. We've got public representatives generally, and others who serve in the public service should also be encouraged to do so. Then we could add where there are government fleets, comma, uh, these two uh, should be uh, should be encouraged to do so. Something like that, Jefferson, it covers it. Okay, then we move down uh, uh, to 5.4. Is that okay, Comrade Chair? Are you fine with that? Hello? Yeah, yes, yes. That. That, that, yeah, we just added a sentence there, uh, uh, the team uh, has suggested. Uh, then we got 5.4 and 5.41, anything? 5 5.4, 5.4, 5 5.4, 5.4, 5.4, 5.4, 5.4, 5.4, 5.4, 5.4, 5.4, 5.4, 5.4, 5.4, 5.4, 5.4, 5.4, 5.4, 5.4, 5.4, 5.4, 5.4
from our side, the report is being presented tomorrow. Then after a week's time, then things will have changed dramatically because that conflict which is going there on the it's going to have very serious ramifications to the economy of the of the world. So I think a well-researched presentation is needed probably from our side in parliament. We've got PPO, we've got our research team, and also probably from National Treasury if they, they have done some homework in this regard. Thanks, Chair. Uh, any comments here, Willie? Yeah, uh, thank you, Chair. I agree that we must get feedback in this regard as soon as possible. I also just want us to have our wording right. Uh, it says the, the potential impact of climate change on the economy and the current Ukraine and Russia war. I think that we must be very careful. It's not a Ukrainian war. It's the war of Russia in Ukraine. Ukraine is not at war with Russia. It has been invaded by Russia. So in the current sense, it seems as if Ukraine wants to be at war with Russia, and they don't. I think we should have our wording, the Russia war in Ukraine there. Uh, but yeah, I agree that that uh, we need to get information on the effects of our economy as soon as possible so that we can prepare for that. Thank you. Funny. Thank you, Chair. Also to include there, and I believe that it will take uh, form part of the report, is the agricultural sector in South Africa and the strain that will be placed on it as a whole with regards to fertilizers that needs to be imported, as well as the fuel price that might go up uh, with uh, tremendous percentages that uh, that could also be included, please. Thank you. Okay. No, Chair, I, I beg to to differ with the view that says the, the Russian war in Ukraine. I don't think we should be masters of what is happening between those two countries. The fact, uh, the, the, the fact that uh, <clears throat> the war is happening, you know, we, 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 would rather, we would rather talk NATO. I'm, I, I'm not sure, but I think we, uh, we 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 can't we can't agree to say it's a it's a Russian war on Ukraine, but we could always say Ukraine and Russia or Russia and Ukraine war. So it's 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 unfortunate. It is unfortunate that whether Ukraine is the victim and Russia is the bully, but the war is between them at the end of the day. So that, that's all we can put to try and be um, and be as objective as we can. Thank you, Chen. Yeah, I think why don't we settle with uh, and the current uh, Ukraine hyphen Russia war? I mean, when you spoke about the world war, mm. we said mm. the allied axis war of both parties, right? Um, and, and uh, you know, I, we're not the International Affairs Committee here. Uh, and, and we'll have differences of views. And it's not germane. I think the main point we're making is the consequences, as the chair said, and somebody brought in fertilizers, not funny, needless to say, and he's right. So why can't we say something? I think it should be a separate point, 5.46, to say something like, um, something like, um, how about, uh, I don't know, but something like, um, uh, understandably, Comma, the fiscal framework does not fully factor in or factor in uh, adequately the uh, 
it's going to be done temporarily, but but somewhere else Parliament's going to be rebuilt or something. So as long as the wording's clear, I'm, I'm not sure, but fine. Okay, are there any other hands up? No. So you're saying change the or to the end. And maybe we should clarify what we mean temporary housing. Uh, uh, can the committee uh, staff do that, right? Just say the housing, uh, I know you'll find the right wording and the two chairs will look at the draft when you send it to us and we will comment on it. Um, are we done? Is anybody else got anything else to say? No. Okay, good. We're done. Right. So basically, we'll get uh, three lines from Mr. Bissels and Mr. Sarupan and uh, others who raised that matter. Uh, so we can slide that in there, the DA, uh, something, you know, the way we normally do it. Having said that, uh, right, 551 is straightforward. We've done that before. And here you are, but uh, 552, the public procurement bill, which has been in the pipeline since 2018, I think, right? Okay. Uh, we're done. Uh, 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 you know, sorry, yes, somebody's got their hand up, is it? Willie, yes. Thank you, Chairperson. Chairperson, yeah, I would just like us to add an additional 0.5.5.3, maybe. Uh, one of the things that was discussed in length during our discussions was that there needs to be consequence management. I see nothing in this report of the committee discussing the fact that there must be consequence management for uh, people that does not do their job properly or does not do their spending properly. So I just think that we need to reiterate consequence management. Thank you. Yeah, well, we've said that before. So unless somebody's changed their mind since then, uh, it's fine. We'll put something in, right? The committee reiterates its uh, previous, uh, its persistent position. I mean, it's a generic thing. The real issue is to monitor this, right? The Public Service Administration Committee and all of us in our respective portfolios, in our case, National Treasury. We have to ensure it happens. Otherwise, it's a meaningless thing, right? And just say the committee will actively monitor this, right? Having said that, I can't think of anything else, colleagues. Right. So then in that case, we're separating Comrade Joe. Your committee meets first and adopts the report. And then so do we. I hope we have quorums on our side in Kulaleko. I think we do. Thanks. Over to you, Comrade Joe. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. I think uh, at the end, uh, uh, we should acknowledge the efforts that have been put by the teams to put together this uh, report. Uh, we are very hard and harsh on public servants when they don't do good work. But uh, if uh, there is good work that they do, it is important for public representatives to acknowledge that. And it is standard. Uh, you know that, Chairperson, I know you are an academic. Uh, when you compile a research pro, uh, 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 document, there is a section right at the beginning where you say, I acknowledge the following people who have assisted me to put this study or report together. So it does not have to go into this report, but I think ourselves as chairpersons, we have to do that. Uh, thanks very much, uh, uh, Comrade Yunis, for steering the ship. Uh, let's get into the meeting of the um, NA Standing Committee. Uh, Alan, do we correct? Uh, yes, Chair, full house today. Okay, uh, let's consider the report. Can somebody move for the adoption of the report? I so move, Chair. 
Honorable Abraham moves. Any second? I second, Chair. Honorable Mavileta seconds. Uh, any objection? Honorable Shibambu? Uh, no, thanks, Chair. The, uh, we're voting against the report. We did not uh, do the those uh, paragraph by paragraph submissions because our observation historically is that it's a most useless exercise to do because even on issues that get to be agreed upon, majority of them fall off and they do not get implemented. So it's just a talk shop exercise that happens here, but we are here to record emphatically our objection to the budget because it's the most right-wing budget and framework that has ever been presented that supposes that privatization of state-owned companies and services will lead to economic growth, which has never happened anyway in the manner that it is. And also even your conceptualization of the state's procurement capacity to drive economic growth is problematic. Like to say you're going to encourage people, it doesn't happen anywhere. There has to be legislation and it is not just the trade and industry legislation. It has to be the legislations that deal with procurement, the PFMA and the MFMA because whilst we have got legislation in trade and industry that encourages localization, the accounting officers are not compelled to comply with that because the auditing process audits in relation to the procurement legislation, not to the aspirations that are otherwise expressed in trade and industry uh, 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 legislations. So we, we don't agree with the budget, but also the issue which we have raised in the beginning of this process was the issue of establishment of state-owned financial institutions like a state bank and a sovereign wealth fund that despite the recurrent commitments to do so, such is not there. But also we still have not yet been given a believable and clear legislation or system to deal with particularly tax avoidance by multinational corporations. There's been a lot of illustrations on how these multinational corporations, particularly in the resources sector, have been avoiding taxes by having some special relationships with tax havens in different parts of the world, and thereby avoiding paying taxes here in South Africa. We think that, if anything, the current fiscal framework is just going to deepen the poverty of our people. It actually admits that it won't be able to take people out of poverty. It will not create jobs. The economy is not going to grow. So the, even the expected marginal growth that is anticipated of 1.8% is going to be dwarfed by the fact that the population in the same period is have risen and a variety of other challenges were have impounded on South Africa. So we do not agree with the current framework. We reject it with contempt. And it must be stated clearly that the EFF is totally and fundamentally opposed to the fiscal framework of 2022 as presented. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Honorable Bushbambu. Akbar Vessel, Sarupen, and then Dutoy. 
Thank you, Honourable Chairperson. Chairperson, please note that the FF Plus uh, reserves uh, its position. Chair, thank you very much. Please note that the DA reserves its position. Thank you, Chair. And the Select Committee, please also note the Freedom Front Plus is um, that we reserve our position. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Honorable Dutoy. Um, Honorable Dutoy, for now, it is the standing committee that is uh, considering the report. Uh, the next meeting will be that of the Select Committee. So that it should not be like a, a okay, member thank of the, you, yeah, a member of the NCOP has influenced NA committee to take a particular decision. So uh, that's it. Um, uh, the report is adopted by the majority. We are going to note all the objections raised by uh, EFF and uh, DA and the Freight Front. Um, are there uh, announcements, uh, Secretariat? Uh, yes, Chair. Um, but um, I think because it relates to tomorrow's meeting, I think um, if the committees can just stay online for further, like a minute or two after, um, after the select committee goes through their process for this report. Alan, let me get it clear. You said this, we have another item after the select committee. Um, it's uh, with regards to tomorrow's meeting, Chair. Uh, we've received correspondence from the parliamentary team and from the acting secretary, Colin. But because it is a joint meeting, um, I think, or if it's agreeable with you and uh, Mr. Kim, we can discuss it after they've adopted um, their report. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, over to you, Comrade Yunis, uh, yeah, for your committee to consider the report. Okay, yeah. All right, so uh, we put the report for voting. Uh, is there a mover and seconder? My chairperson, can I come in? Yeah, of course. Yes, yeah, thank you, thank you, chairperson. Chairperson, in, uh, taking in consideration uh, the all, all the processes which were followed after the tabling of the budget, and recommendations from the stakeholders, recommendations from the committee, that I then I propose this report to be adopted by the committee. Thank you very much. Thank Chair. you. Seconder, please. Willie, don't you I, want a second? Oh, all right. So you seconded. Thank you, Chairperson. I second. Thank you, Comrade. Thank you. Right. So, the DA, you want to say anything about your position on the report? Chairperson, the Democratic Alliance will reserve our position on this report. Thank you. Don't look so sad. Okay, next. Thank you, Chair. The Freedom from Plus reserve our position on this report. Comrade Moletani, are you here? I'm here, Chairperson. I have rejected the report. Okay, right. Thank you. Is there anything else? Can we close on our side? Thanks, Comrade Chair. We're done. Uh, the changes will be sent to you and me by 2 o'clock, and then we'll just have a quick look. Usually it's five minutes job, and then we can put it in ATC. Thank you. The debate on our side also is tomorrow, and we meet at appropriations tomorrow morning at nine. Thank you.
Thanks very much. Thanks very much. Thank you, Che. Coaches. Thank you, Che. Amanda. Amanda. Thank you, Che. Okay. Uh, members of the standing committee, uh, the secretariat uh, have indicated that there is an, a matter that uh, they want to update us about uh, before we close the meeting. Uh, Alan, um, can you bring the matter to the fore so that we can uh, uh, look at it and take it forward? Uh, yes, Chairperson, thank you. Uh, it's for the Select Committee on Finance as well, because tomorrow's meeting is a joint meeting. Um, we've received correspondence from, um, addressed to yourself and uh, Mr. Karim, from the Acting Secretary to Parliament. Um, they'd like to um, postpone tomorrow, or request from the committees to postpone tomorrow's meeting on the FMPPLA regulations, um, because um, in a nutshell, basically, the uh, Speaker of the National Assembly has not been briefed on the re regulations. So um, they'd like to brief the Speaker first before they then come to the committees. Um, that's basically, in a nutshell, what they um, uh, are requesting. Also, um, it says here, whilst there seem to have been an urgency for the committees to process the regulations to be concluded by 31 March 2022, it is important to note that this regulation does not deal with a fire incident that occurred in January 22, but is an improvement based on the experience of Parliament and provincial legislatures during the COVID-19 pandemic. There is thus no immediate need for the committees to fast track this process as other avenues are being explored to address the potential risk the fire incident has on the annual financial statement. Okay, uh, does it, uh, members, any comment? Honorable Raisa? Honorable Ryder, I see you are raising your hand. Yes, sorry, sorry, Chair, I was still muted. I beg your pardon. Um, Chair, unfortunately, it wasn't made clear, and it looks like most of the members of the Select Committee have already dropped off, uh, including the Chair. Um, however, I would like to perhaps make the comment that I think that uh, this letter is actually welcomed, um, because clearly what's happened is that somebody higher up in the food chain has got wind of, of, of what uh, the CFO or the acting CFO was trying to do uh, and has uh, um, put the brakes on it and said, no, we must follow due process. And it just goes to uh, reaffirm uh, our comments uh, at, at the last meeting when it seemed as if this committee was summoned or our committees jointly were summoned to a meeting by the acting CFO, which I object to in the strongest terms. So um, I, I think this this letter is actually welcomed, and I'm quite happy that we should postpone this meeting until they get themselves sorted out. Thank you, Chair. Thanks, Honorable Raida. Honorable Abra. Yes, Chair. <clears throat> I think I, I I want to agree with Honorable Raida because. In the in the last meeting, the 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 officials from Parliament were at pains, 
were at pains in explaining to us what the agency was to a point that even though we said we would further consult with the executive authority, I remember we, 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 we mandated both chairs to speak to the executive authority. And the information that we got was that the discussion that was held between within parliament was with the previous speaker. So I think it's only fair that they have not as yet briefed the current speaker. And we're happy to also understand that the matter is no longer as urgent as it was put in the past so that we all move uh, with the same pace. The, the postponement for me is also welcome. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thanks, Honorable Abram. We agree that uh, the matter be postponed. It's procedural that uh, if you deal with uh, issues of legislations and regulations which accompany a legislation or any policy matter, in terms of processing, such issues should pass the desk of an executive authority. In the case of cabinet, there's no law that comes to parliament without passing through the minister. It's the minister that tables the bill, but of course we have got private members' bill. And in the case of uh, parliament, the speaker and the national and the NCOP chapter sense are the executive authority through whom uh, certain processes uh, have to go through. So in this regard, if uh, the administration haven't uh, uh, taken the matter through the executive, uh, it was it was inappropriate, and they should not do that uh, in the in the in the future. Uh, thanks very much. Uh, unless there is any other announcement, Alan Tevuko, before we close. Uh, no, Chairperson, that's it. Thank you. So tomorrow's meeting is postponed until further notice. Uh, thanks very much, honorable members. Uh, the meeting is adjourned. Recording stopped.